Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Humans are weird. I said I like it. Written by Betty Adams. Greetings and salutations, Dodge. Gulch called out as the six of his legs scampered over the main countertop of the cafeteria. Survey Corps Ranger Mac Dodge turned to look at him and Gulch clutched the tablet to his abdomen tightly. He was no expert in human physiology, but friend Dodge did not look good. The skin under his twin eyes was sagging in a way that would indicate a terminal stage of a rather horrific infection in one of Kultich's people. The broad span of friend Dodge's shoulders slumped several degrees down from the usual square that he held them at. This made climbing up his back to perch them rather awkward. Gulch did not know the proper protocol for asking humans to square their shoulders. Furthermore, Ren Dodge's mouth was twisted into an odd expression. Humans' creepily flexible mandible coverings were so hard to read. Was that a grimace? Ren Dodge, Gulch called out in shock, are you capable of keeping your eyes open? Even a new molted fellow like Gulch knew that humans needed to keep the fleshy coverings on their eyes closed for a good portion of the rest cycle. At the moment, Ren Dodgers were barely half open and twitching spasmodically. Hey, quick! Ren Dodge slurred, his carnivorous mouth opening over the great grass to draw in air. Mostly, I guess. Bulched tried to make sense of this as he approached the human and kept pace with him. Are you ill, friend Dodge? Gulched asked as they reached the section of the cafeteria bar dedicated to the human's heated drinks. Ill? Dodge replied. Nah, just up too late last night. Didn't get to bed till o'dark thirty. Gulched paused and tapped his hindmost neck thoughtfully against the countertop. I'm not familiar with that temporal designation, friend Dodge. He finally confessed. Eh. The noise Ren Dodge made was indistinct and not followed by any clarification, so Gulch watched patiently as the human chose his drink elements and prepared them. Interesting, Gulch commented on Ren Dodge began sipping on the cup of steaming water with a happy sigh. The symptoms of sleep deprivation are fading. Good old yellow bag tea, Ren Dodge explained, holding up the cup. My favorite poison. I've heard that statement before. Gulch observed. However, forgive me, but I must doubt that what you are consuming is actually poison. It's a figure of speech, Ren Dodge said with a chuckle. Just means that the item in question is my preferred stimulant. He paused and tilted his head to the side. But it is used for depressants, too. I see, Gulch said, rapidly taking notes on his tablet. Oh, good heavens, how do you drink that swill? A third voice cut into the conversation as another human approached. Gulch glanced up in surprise to see the human brushed past his way and the food counter, not stopping for an answer to his question. Ren Dodge only grunted at the other human and resumed drinking his tea. He does not share your opinion on the quality of the beverage, Gulch observed. Sure he does, Ren Mac said with a grin. The stuff is swill. 
but you just said it was the best, Colched said, in the confusion. Nope, Ren Dodge said, shaking his head. I said that I liked it, not that it was good. There's a difference there. Colched stared blankly at Friend Dodge, hoping that the human would at least explain that bit of nonsense. But Friend Dodge only finished his tea and left with a cheery wave. Colched watched him go and slowly entered his observation into his tablet. Odd, odd indeed. End of story. Story number two. Humans are weird. Cold souls. Written by Betty Adams. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure from what the medical computer says that this won't be contagious, but it's a viral outbreak and I don't know whether my implant works on skin conditions like this. Gulch stood behind his commander as they listened to the slightly slurred voice of audio-only communications coming from the human who had locked himself in his quarters. The nutritional anthropologist was concerned. Any time the term viral outbreak was used, it was time for concern. But the human had willingly isolated himself, and after all, human. It wasn't like they were so fragile as to be taken out by their own internal microbes. He thought, hoped. He signaled his approval over the course of action to the commander, but held up one leg to stop him before the formal order was given. You mentioned that the symptom was visible on your face, Kulchut asked. This, um, cold sore. Yeah, quick, the human responded. It's a doozy, too. A doozy? Gulched asked. Especially big and red, the human explained. Gulched clicked the confirmation and rubbed the primary manipulators together, trying not to sound too eager, but the human seemed to hear it anyway. The human laughed. Do you really want to see it quick? he asked. It would be for science, Gulched insisted, but he could not restrain his eagerness of his voice. These types of surface irritants are rare amongst us chitinous species like owls, for the more reason that they can be so easily fatal and, uh, His voice trailed off and he bristled in horror as the human activated the visual connection. The human blinked in surprise and the face broke into an amused grin. You're all so cute when you puffed up like that, the human said. You're bleeding, the commander said, his legs tight with disgust and fear. You smiled and now you're bleeding from your mandibles. Lips, the human corrected, idly reaching up to dab at the blood and was leaking from the lesion on his skin. My mandible is inside and I only have one. Pustule is covering nearly 20% of your vis- visible endothelial surface, Kulch said when he could finally bring himself to speak. Yeah, the human squinted at him in a bland confusion as he replied. If you say so, I guess. I figured this would freak you guys out. You know, because your exoskeleton integrity is so important to you. It's why I decided to stay in here until it's healed. Suggested protocol from the range call. Gulched quickly drew himself up into a less horrified stature. Yes, yes, and as I recall, human surface damage is not nearly so hazardous. So, are you quite well? I can bring you anything to aid your recovery from the gaddy. Well, some of those fresh berries would be nice, the human admitted. Fresh fruit always seems to be the Navy man's best friend. I'll pick up some myself immediately, Gulched said, backing out of the room. The commander can finish the communication. He was well aware that he'd left the room with less dignity than he'd ever possessed, but he felt no qualms about leaving the revolting sight to the commander. He shuddered from the head tip to head tip. Cold sores. Oh dear, this is going to be a report and a half. Then. 
of story. Story number three. Humans are weird. Ideas. Written by Betty Adams. Paper, accountant Lee yelled. The shout sent an immediate gust of panic through the flight of soldiers surrounding her and they shot into the air. Dozens of dark red wings flapped frantically as they abandoned their comforting bio-warmth. She radiated to warily circle their human ally. This flight had never had to learn to respect human instincts in what the giant bipeds called the hard way. But they knew of legends. If Lee suddenly leapt out of the couch that she'd been reclining in and held out her hands in supplication, screaming for paper, they got her what she wanted. What kind of paper do you need? The flight head asked, fluttering up to her face. When Lee froze and stared at him blankly, he cursed and remembered her lower his voice into human hearing ranges. What kind of paper do you need? He tried again, tilting his head to the side to catch the slow words on reply. Something, Lee muttered, seeming to dismiss the worried flight and turning to dig through the couch. Something I can write on, a pen, a pen, or something to write with. The flight head immediately ordered the second wing to fetch the notepad Lee had left in the kitchen. They swept off, and by the time Lee had found the writing utensil tucked in the cushions of the couch, why on the world would she store it there? They had returned with clutched between their gripping appendages. The frantic chirping of the wing caught Lee's attention, and she held out her hand and received the notebook. She peeled her lips back and showed all of her blunt, herbivorous teeth in what the xenopsychologist kept assuming was a sign of pleasure. Oh, there it is. Thanks, guys. The flight members began talking back and forth, trying to figure out what danger the human needed the notebook to counter. She seemed ignorant to their distress and dropped back onto the couch to start writing. The flight head silenced them and chirped a request to land on Lee's shoulder. She waved her ascent absently, and he landed carefully on a broad surface. What exactly did you need the notebook for? He asked. Oh, I had a great idea, and I needed to write it down before I forgot it. Lee muttered without looking up from the writing surface. What would be the consequence of you forgetting this great idea? He pressed. Lee glanced up at him blankly for a moment. Um, I wouldn't be able to write it down? She answered. So there is no immediate physical danger, he asked. Lee snorted and shook her head in the negative gesture. Nah, I just needed to get this idea down, she said as she continued to write furiously. An audible sigh of relief blew through the wing as they settled down back into the warmth aura of the human. The wing head gritted his teeth and began mentally preparing a report on this incident. He really couldn't wait for the next wing head to rotate in. Humans were, um... Disturbing. End of story. Story number four. Humans are weird. Massage. Security, security! A frantic voice of one of the winged species echoed over the comms, high and piercing. Under normal circumstances, the Shatar, currently at the security desk, would have found the tones annoying as it echoed off of his frill and gave him a pounding headache. He idly wondered if skulls made of true bone resounded less to high-frequency noise. Today, of all days, this 40-second interruption of his office duties, it made him want to sick his blessed grandmothers on the irritating little scientist. There is a medical emergency in the human quarters, the flitting little scamp cried out. 
A horrible low moan of pain fold in the sound waves over and around the high-frequency language of the Hellbats. Oh, how he wanted to dismiss the interruption with a click of his mandibles. However, there were rules and regulations for a reason. This might be different than every other call today. It might actually be a medical emergency unrelated to the sounds. Please give me the details, he said curtly. There is a most horrible groaning and howling noises coming from the secondary workroom, the Hellbat declared. The Shitar on duty just rubbed his ridges around his faceted eyes with a sigh and carefully took the details. When he had enough, in the Hellbat paused, he interjected quickly. The sounds have been already investigated and explained, the Shitar clicked. The humans are performing a medical relaxation ceremony to disrupt the buildup of... Uh, he checked his notes, and the human medical profession gave him lactic acid in their muscles. They have assured me that the sounds are a necessary part of the massage. There was almost a pause as the Hullbat considered his words. Did they run out of painkillers? The bat asked. Do they need us to fire up the chemical mixes? It was explained to me, the Shtar said, that the procedure not only required full sensory alertness, but that it was, uh, in totality, pleasurable. So, uh, will this be going on for some time then? The bat asked cautiously. Several more hours, the Shatar said grimly. Each human apparently gets a turn under the care of the masseuse. It's a lovely day outside, the Hellbat offered. I think our flight will rest out there in the forest. There's a small camp set up nearby already, the Shatar stated with a sigh. I am the only non-human left of the base. Hopefully your office is soundproofed, the Hellbat said before signing off, without using the proper procedure. It is, the Shatar murmured to himself. Now, if only no more concerned crewmates open the comm lines. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed and if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode. And I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.